Welcome to the Big Picture. I'm your host, Larry Raglan. And man, I've been waiting on this one. I am so excited about this broadcast because tonight we're going to get some questions answered that a lot of folks have been asking. What is a werewolf? Is an alien real? Are UFOs real? What about Skinwalker Ranch? All this kind of stuff. Can a Christian, can a believer believe that this stuff is real? And if it is real, what is it? Well, there's nobody on the internet or in my opinion in the world putting a lot of pressure on him tonight they can answer that question like my guest tonight he's the host of the world known popular podcast called the confessionals he's also a movie maker that we'll talk about tonight none other than tony merkel from the confessionals podcast will be our guest tonight y'all are not going to want to miss this one let's do this thing Yes, he's the host of the very, very popular podcast, millions of downloads and millions of views called The Confessionals. He's also got several other projects going on, and he just released his latest movie, his latest documentary called The Shape of Shadows. Big picture, put your hands together, make some noise, and welcome into the studio. They're going crazy for you, Tony. The crowd loves you. I love it. I love it. Tony, welcome, welcome, welcome to the big picture. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. And thanks for that awesome intro. I, I've been making some new friends recently and I've been hopping on other people's shows. And man, some of these intros people are giving me, I'm just like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, I need I just need to go on people's shows to get gassed up about my life and make myself feel better. You know? oh, oh, yes. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, you know, at, at, that, that here at my church that I pastor, that's one of the legendary things we do when people come into our church. We give them like a, a WWE introduction when they come up on the stage, man. We, we make it big because we want to celebrate the voices that God is using in this day. And, and Tony, he is certainly using you. And so I'm excited for you to be our first time guest here on the big picture. I uh, uh, hope it's the first of several times to uh, come in the future. But yeah. uh, first of all, before we get into your movie and all that's going on, take a, a quick few minutes here and tell us a little bit about who Tony Merkel is and uh, where you're from, maybe a little bit about your family and what caused you to want to get on the internet and deal with the paranormal and the supernatural and all that God is doing yeah. in your life. Well, I'll tell you, it was it was God that brought me into this whole thing. And uh, I live in Tennessee, East Tennessee. I am an aspiring homesteader now, uh, media mogul, podcaster, movie guy, all that stuff. But um, I, I originate from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, that area. And I actually... I was a tractor trailer driver and I thought that th that was going to be my job and my career. And that's what God had for me. And I was happy with it for a short period of time. I, sh I soon realized that it just, uh, there are certain people that, you know, th that's what, the, that's what they're kind of called to do. And right, you know, right. it's, it's all that. But for me, I'm driving around in a tractor trailer by myself, looking out a window all day, uh, at the world passed me by and I had this deep desire to uh, be a positive change in this world. I wasn't sure where that was going to go and what God wanted out of me. I just knew that, you know, I, I wanted to be somebody that was impacting the world around me. Mm -hmm. And whether that's just 
you know, practical means or spiritual means. I just wanted to be an impactful person. And I was literally driving my tractor trailer one day in Philadelphia. And I don't even think I was praying, to be honest with you. And I, uh, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. And yeah. at this point in my life, I got kind of used to that. And when the, I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me, I listened and then I would go home and I would tell my wife because she was my witness. And yeah. it got to yeah. the point where uh, I would go home and I'd say to my wife, hey, God told me this. And she'd be like, okay. And it was just in her book, it was just like, all right, it's, it's already done. You know, <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> this is what's gonna yeah. happen. And so I, uh, I got, I got this uh, calling in my truck to one day I felt the Holy Spirit say, you're going to be a podcaster and you're going to work with a guy named Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles. And I had Mm. heard of Wes Germer. I I listened to his show. I found it very entertaining, um, but didn't know the guy. And I went home, told my wife about that whole thing. And I just sat back and just let it unfold because I really wasn't interested in doing podcasting. I didn't see, I didn't have a vision for it at all. And about a month goes by and I back my tractor trailer into the dock at work and it's about 8.30 at night and I'm getting ready to unload my truck for the night. I get a phone call on my, on my phone from over Facebook messenger from Wes Germer. And I'm like, that's weird. (laughs) And so I answer and we talked for about 45 minutes and in our first conversation, I think he saw like a YouTube video I did because I, I, I kind of mess around in forums, Facebook forums and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he, his original question to me was, have you ever seen Bigfoot? Because he wanted me to be on a show. And I was like, nope, never saw Bigfoot, bro. But uh, Okay, big you were picture. Good. Here we go. We're going there right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I, I knew he was going to call me or I knew somehow I was going to be working with him. So uh in our first conversation though he said to me you know i think you'd be a good podcaster and i was just like wow, wow. go god so uh that was the start of it all so so <laughs> how many gets an opening question with a, with a with a business partner have you ever seen bigfoot before i mean that, that's that's just that's just wild man yeah. So, so speaking of that, because a lot of people know about the confessionals, a lot of people know about Tony Merkel, but there's going to be quite a few people on our channel that that doesn't know about the confessionals, and hopefully after this broadcast they will go there. But so, so that's a journey that God set you on. You went into podcasting, probably having no idea uh, how this thing would blow up the way it has, and the kind of things that God has done in your life has just been incredible. I want to show everybody uh, the website right off the bat, and all this will be linked down below in the uh, description here where you have a direct link right to Merkel.media. Uh, but this is your website here, Merkel.media. And uh, I also want to scroll down through here, and I want to show some people some things here. This is incredible. Look at this. You've got three podcasts, 32 million downloads, 7 million downloads, 2 million downloads. I'm sure those numbers are probably need even to be updated now. But you've got shows like Expedition Dogman. Okay, come on. Come on. I mean, <laughs> preaching the gospel, talking about Expedition Dogman. This is awesome. And by the way, th- down here are some of the highlights of previous shows you've been on. I watched this show, uh, Pop Culture Crisis, man. You were phenomenal. I watched that whole thing, man. You you were just, you were in your element. But, you. but But I want to talk about this right here, Tony. The Shape of Shadows. This is your latest documentary that just came out. Sandy and I were able to watch this. Uh, almost like a pre-screening that you were blessed us with to be able to watch. And, man, it was phenomenal. Well done, very well edited, uh, just incredibly uh, informative, and just love the way you did it. And what I want to do is I want to play the trailer, and then uh, we'll watch the trailer together here from your website, 
And then I want you to tell our listeners about, you know, how this came about. And then we're going to, then we're going to get into y'all. Y'all don't go anywhere because then we're going to get in some questions, y'all. I'm going to, I'm going to pick his brain. Uh, you know, that first question was, you ever seen Bigfoot? Well, I'm going to ask him that again. And uh, I'm, I'm going to find out. But let's watch the trailer from your latest movie that is available right now to stream from his website for purchase, The Shape of Shadows. Let's listen to this. Grandfather to you tell the same story in that same area. There was a horse, like a horseman. So there definitely is that that creature out there. So they say these things can turn into wolves. They can turn into right. you know different creatures, cougars, whatever. My name is Tony Merkel, host of the Confessionals podcast. I've interviewed over 500 witnesses to the strange and unexplained. Last year, I assembled a team of like-minded guys to come with me on a quest to document and even possibly experience some of these mysterious phenomena for ourselves. We started getting lights out here over the ridge. Here they come again. Here they come again. Yeah. That gray container was, that was right wild. here. Correct. Look left, look left. Yeah. Up, Up there? They'll come from the west. No, yeah. in the sky. So it's old news. It's old news, yeah. This kind of stuff is connected in some way. What if those guys, whoever was, that was a decoy? God created everything, including these UFOs, including all those phenomena. God created it all. Okay, okay. All right, people's minds are going crazy right now. What in the world? Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody knows about Skinwalker Ranch. It's the big, famous Skinwalker Ranch. Take us real quick through... Is this connected to Skinwalker Ranch? What drew you here? Yeah. And tell us a little bit about what you experienced there when you made this documentary. Yeah, so what's going on here is I have started doing documentaries at locations of previous guests on my show. And so I, the first film, Exhibition Dogman, was a guest of my show who had a werewolf encounter in Kentucky. And uh, we hunted that thing for an entire week. And so the, uh, the second film, Shape of Shadows here, that Ryan Burns was a guest of my show. And back, I think in the early 2000s, he was driving through Utah. He doesn't live in Utah. And he was in the Skinwalker Ranch area, didn't know anything about Skinwalkers or the ranch. And he sees an elderly person walking down the road. So he pulls over and sees if to see if they need help. It looked like, you know, they, they were out of place. And so he asked if they need help, if they need a ride. They hop in his car, not saying anything. The next thing he knows, he's down the road, hanging out, catatonic, totally unconscious. And uh, when he comes wow. through, the person's gone. He calls the police, the Native American police come out, I guess the reservation police. And they told him, they're the first ones to inform him. They're like, you were nabbed by a skinwalker. And he's like, what's a skinwalker? <laughs> and uh, so that started this whole like journey into research. And so he goes back home, he's researching, and somehow... I don't know if he caught his wife, like if he beat his wife in a game of Uno and they made a bet or something, but <laughs> she she said that it was okay for him to buy property in Utah to research this phenomenon. And uh, so he wound up buying uh, property that literally borders Skinwalker Ranch. They, they share a fence line and he has 10 acres out there they're, where we went out there. You're, you're saying they're literally right up against Skinwalker Ranch. Right. Yeah. It's not like in the neighborhood. It's not a few miles down the road. It's like you can walk up to the fence line kind of thing. Wow. And, uh, and so he, um, he does that. He's expanded the property since I've shot this documentary. But we went out there and uh, we spent an entire week out there in the Uinta Basin. And our, I, our idea was to go out there 
and to show the world that this is not a phenomenon that just happens on Skinwalker Ranch, but it's the entire area. Mm-hmm. And uh, people in the native community have been experiencing this for hundreds of years. And wow. so uh, that's what we did. We went out there and before we even got out there, I mean, things were kind of going crazy. You mentioned about in the trailer how it was crazy about the, the, the trailer that was moved. Yes. Well, I mean, that happened a week before we even got there. Uh, I got a phone call. Yeah. Ryan called me and said, tell, that, you tell, know, tell, tell the viewers, you know, what, what you're talking about. This is, this is just incredible. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the Ryan says to me about a week beforehand, he said, Hey, I just want to let you know some things have been happening on the property. When he first called me, I was thinking, uh, okay. So he's going to tell me something like we can't film. I'm thinking I already invested this money into it. Yep. Uh, but he said that what, there was something strange that happened that he had a 40 foot container trailer on the property. And, uh, he said somehow at some point it lifted up in the air, rotated 90 degrees, and then was dropped a few feet further back. And I was like, you don't know who did it. And he said, no. And I go out there. And the first thing that I noticed is that to get on this property, it's only one driveway entrance that goes past the caretaker's house down into through a field and hills to get back to where this container was. And in order for anybody to get on that property, they had to go that direction. And we called ahead to different uh, operators asking if anybody rented out equipment and nobody rented out equipment. And on top of that, coming from the truck driving world as a former trucker, Mm -hmm. I automatically can analyze how do you get into a property like this with a big trailer hauling that kind of rig and you would be backing up and you would be you know backing up pull forward back up pull forward readjust the caretaker in the house his job is to be on the property 24 7 so he would have heard it and he never heard anybody come on it just lifted and moved and what's really interesting about this is that it didn't lift up high so it's not like they had a crane they lifted it up 10 feet in the air rotated whatever this was we know it moved. We have the, 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 that on video, how the, the imprint was at one spot and it rotated all that. But it couldn't have lifted high because underneath the trailer, there were rocks that were about three, four, five inches off the ground, but they were pushed down from a container where they were indented into the ground. Yeah. These rocks were not pushed out of the indent, so they weren't touched hard, but just the top of the rocks were scraped as wow. this thing was moving over it. So it just had to lev- you know, levitate five, six inches and then just so- start moving. That's insane, and, and and there's and there's no tracks of of vehicles. No. All of that, I saw that all in video. So is the belief that because there's such is such a hotbed for quote unquote UFOs and all these paranormal things, there is the belief that that's just some kind of craft came over and just levitated it, and moved it while because like you said, no nobody heard anything, nobody saw anything. And is that is that the thought of what they think might have happened? That's pr- pr- probably pretty common there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, UFO, I mean, the property we were on is called Space Wolf Research for a reason. So he said he named it uh, Space Wolf because of the sheer amount of UFO sightings and the sheer amount of upright walking dogs people are claiming to see in the area. So he wow. called it Space Wolf Research. Um, upright our, walking dogs, wow. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> uh, it's becoming a common theme in my life. <laughs> yeah, wow. uh, it's just normal for me. So, yeah. uh, but no, I, I actually think that there's something else going on with the container because we ran into a guy named James Keenan who uh, has been researching that property and the area for a very long time. And he's been researching the magnetic anomalies underground. Mm. And uh, he's detected magnetic anomalies in a very straight line going straight through the property of Skinwalker Ranch where they've had weird experiences on those on that line wow. and straight into Space Wolf Research right underneath where that trailer was. 
And so I think what happened was there was some kind of burst of energy for some reason that mm. was able to pop that that container up. It was very precise and very specific, uh, but that was a very large metal container. So if we're talking about magnetic anomalies, in my wow. uneducated mind as a former yeah. trucker, trucker turned media guy, it makes sense to me. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and, you know, I haven't really watched a lot of the Skinwalker Ranch show, but I have watched some documentaries on it. And I've also watched the interview. Uh, I can't think of his name, Sean, that does the interviews um, with the owner of Skinwalker Ranch. I can't think of his name, former military uh, podcaster. Uh, but I watched his whole telling of it. And he was saying that that whole region uh, it has had major military activity and there's believed that there's underground things there and all that so you're talking about magnetic fields underneath the ground there's also supposedly this whole area is um top secret under some things even underground that's not been discovered so so i want to encourage everybody to to go to uh, merkel.media like i said it's going to be comment down below and you need to get a copy of this movie because what I want to remind you is that this this is a movie about the paranormal. This is a movie about strange things, but it's a movie being done by a spirit-filled Holy Ghost man of God. And yeah. and so so that just means a lot to me. Uh, and I love that you and I connected and we met and we we're we're sort of on the same mission, but coming in it from a, maybe a different angle. But you know, speaking of that, my, I want my to... angle my angle is very different from many people, right? So like, yeah, like yes. my, my calling is not the typical calling. Like God doesn't call people most of the time and say, "Hey, uh, you're going to be a podcaster. You're going to do paranormal conversations where you interview people on their experiences." Yeah, uh, exactly. That, it's not really normal. <laughs> it's it's not. But but I'll say this, Tony: you are a modern day true end time remnant evangelist. Because this are these are the topics that people who are not interested in church are fa fascinated by. They are yeah. drawn to this, and they're drawn to the supernatural. They are drawn to power that's bigger than what the world can offer them. And if the church is not ready to answer that, then the devil certainly is ready to answer that. So I commend you for being bold enough to do this, and that's why I wanted you to have you on my show, because I want to show people that you know it's not just preachers with a microphone in their hand standing in a pulpit in a church in fact a lot of people that we're trying to reach don't really care anything about what they have to say they want they want them to talk to us on our level i want to show everybody real quick and then i'm going to get into some questions here uh if you go to youtube just search for the confessionals and you'll see it there it's called the confessionals podcast at the confessionals podcast you just search for the confessionals and you'll find it Let's let's look at some of these here. Let's just scroll through some of these these thumbnails. Okay, so surviving the LBL dogman, killing Sasquatch, uh, the Joshua Tree portal cult, uh, haunted by the WW2 World War II POW camp, supermoon dogman hunt. I mean, I, I'm loving this. Uh, examining the the DNI 27 footage. Oh, I can't wait to watch this one. The Malaysian flight. Uh, the oh. portal and you I mean, I'm so fascinated by the Malaysian flight. So that's going to blow your mind. Okay. I cannot wait to watch that one. So you look, look, wait a minute. Encountering Icelandic elves. I mean, yeah. come on y'all. This is, this is evangelistic. And then no, <laughs> and I know. So, so, okay. Two quick questions as we go, we, we, we're going to, we're going to delve into this. All right. My first question is, and it may, maybe this is just a sort of short segment here because I really want to get into some uh, specific questions about paranormal. But do you, I, I know that you don't, you know, you so many people that come on your show are not Christian. 
at, right. at this time. They're, they're, you know, many of them probably are even atheist, agnostic at best, and so forth. And and so I love how you have taken the stance. And correct me if I'm wrong. If I if I'm getting this wrong, you just let people talk. You let you don't you don't try to force that on them. But you are not also not going to let anybody force anything on you. You're you are who you are, yeah. and you're going to stand firm on who you are. So have you had any kind of pushback? that when they found out you were a Christian, they didn't want to talk to you about the subject? Or have you had any kind of pushback like that? So uh, I get that pushback from the audience more than the people as, wow. as guests because the, 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 people, just the people that are coming on as guests, they you know, either know who I am, they're fine with it, and if they're not the same, they can tolerate me or maybe they just want the attention that I can offer them, whatever. Uh, it's it's the, some of the audience, especially like sometimes you get comments from people, emails or something, and they, they just go off about, you know, I really enjoyed your show until you start talking about the God stuff or whatever. And it's yeah. like, you must be new here because I've been <laughs> on this train for quite some time. Uh, uh, and so I, I just, uh, you know, I just let it go, you know, and it's hard at times because, you know, you put so much time and effort into this and you, you, you want to defend yourself. And yeah. at times I have in the past, and it's just a big waste of time because you're it not going to change people's minds. It, nope. And especially when it comes to God, it's not my job to change your mind or your heart. That's the Holy Come Spirit's on. job. I'm just doing my job. I'm, I'm literally doing what God called me to do. When the conversation turns into a godly direction, I don't shy away from it. We talk about it. And uh, if that upsets you, it upsets you. But I just spoke at uh, two events this past summer. And both of them had people who purchased tickets just to stand in a line to meet me and tell me that they came to Christ through my show, a paranormal podcast. So it's That's like, awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I'm not, I don't, I really am not living for this life. I'm living for the next one. And I'm at my the goodness. point now where I just don't care to care about other yeah. people's opinions. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm 38 on this coming Monday. I have two kids. I've been married for 16 years. I'm not interested in pleasing complete strangers and, and trying to prove myself worthy to them. I've already that, done that so to good. my family and before God. So it is what it is. That's so good, man. I'm so proud of you, man. That's so awesome. So awesome. I loved, I loved the one I was watching the other night when you were on the pop culture one. And uh, she just, she just went there. She's just like, you know, you know, you're a man of faith. And, and she opened yeah. that door, man, and you went. And I, was looking, I, was, I was reading the live chat. Some of them was like, I'm out. I'm out. I was with you. I'm, out. I was, I was like, okay. Yeah, you stirred the hornet's nest up. I yeah. was, I was yeah. so proud of you, man. You you held your own, and it was just incredible what God is doing with you. All right, so let's get some questions. Okay. All right. So, Tony Merkel, you got, you, you, you've been searching for dog men. You've been searching for werewolves, Sasquatch. Okay. So if somebody asks Tony Merkel in your experience, because you've experienced things that 99.9% .9 of people in the world has not, especially in the church, because all we mm -hmm. see is what's on Netflix or something like that. What is dog man? Is, is a werewolf a real thing? And, yes. and then right in the middle of that is, okay, here we go, y'all. This is Tony talking, not me. Y'all sent mm -hmm. all comments to Merkel.media. <laughs> <laughs> is Bigfoot real? These are all yeah. one question. So answer that for me if you don't yes. mind. Yeah, they, they are real. They are real. I've never wow. seen them, but I believe that they are real from the sheer amount of people I've talked to. Not everybody can be lying to me or just crazy or misidentifying a bear or a dog. You know, like like some of these stories maybe you you could oh i saw it across the field and i think i saw kind of thing but some of these are up close and personal mm. and it, it's just the sheer amount of people claiming these things not even just on my show 
there is something going on that people are experiencing. Now, what it is, we could all debate. What it is, we can have our own opinions on. But to say that, no, it's not possibly real, it, at this point, doesn't make sense in my mind. It tells me that, you know, if you're saying that it really is kind of like you're running just from the conversation to just say something like that, because it, it's it's way too complicated to just say, yeah. no, it's not real. Uh, now, what is it? I come from a very, very, very many different uh, viewpoints. I have a little bit of everything. I'm the kind of person, especially since God hasn't told me what it is <laughs> and I, uh, I haven't experienced it for myself. I hear different theories and like, hmm. Maybe, you know, so like, and I'm laid back about it. There's no ego with me with this stuff. I just, I don't care to have an ego. Um, but I will say that when it comes to dog man or werewolf, um, it is real. And it depends on who you talk to and what you're, what you're talking about on how this conversation goes. But uh, we can go with the occultic angle right now, and then I'll move into the uh, interdimensional angle. Okay, uh, we, yes. only, we, we don't even have to touch on the, uh, the remnant of the Nephilim angle or the government experiment <laughs> angle. Go uh, on. But the the occultic angle, there is a real thing where uh, people who are uh, deep into like satanic witchcraft uh, will get to a certain point where they want to start this body transformation, which is kind of what the skinwalker idea is to begin with. Right. Um, there's different paths to get there. Yep. And um, some, so with the skinwalkers, they part of their ritual is they have to sacrifice a loved one not a neighbor not the guy you don't like down the street like your child your wife your husband wow. your parents somebody you love and it just shows you the kind of person and what kind where their heart is to be able to do something like that just to gain more dark magic power uh and so th there's that angle but then there's this also angle of people where it's a theory but it, it is uh that when they're doing rituals sometimes they will take like the the, uh, the skin of a wolf, and they'll actually wear it on their bodies as they do the ritual, trying to transform themselves in, into a wolf. Uh, whether they're actually transforming themselves or not is, is fine. We can talk about that. But is it possible that when you are uh, doing such a thing, if somebody else encounters you, do they fall underneath that spell and what they see isn't necessarily what you're actually like? Are you actually there as a person wearing a wolf skin, but you're projecting this spell? that people are falling under and seeing and perceiving something completely different than what's actually there. And they're seeing this monster uh, that's being mm. that's being projected to them. Uh, this might be very uh, crazy and, and off the wall, like, what do you mean magic kind of thing? But I mean, I you just got to think about what the Bible talks about. And you got to yeah. understand that, like, God forbids necromancy. And I believe personally that he forbids necromancy several times throughout the scripture. And it's not because yeah. he's he's wanting to waste his breath and tell us not to do things that are impossible. He's telling us not to do things that aren't meant for us to know how to do, and he doesn't want us doing them. Mm. And so there's things like that. We, and you also see how uh, in the Bible, uh, Moses and, and this, like, this, this uh, battle between God and sorcerers before Pharaoh, and we mm -hmm. read that and almost as if like, it, oh, it's an allegory or something, because it's, it's like, surely magic can't be real. Listen, I, I hate to break it to you, but it, it, these guys were actually doing sorcery. And I yeah. don't think it was just uh, a slide of hands. And yeah. so uh, I, I come from that, that kind of angle. And um, so there, there's that whole angle of the, the occult. Now, yeah. there, there's this other angle of interdimensionalism. And come on, when you say there. interdimensionalism, uh, you, can, you can say, again, you can be like, oh, come on, really interdimensional. If you're a Christian, demons are interdimensional. Yes, they Angels are. are interdimensional. Yes. And 
there are people in the Bible who have done interdimensional things. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. just it, even Jesus in temptation, all of a sudden he's here one minute and all of a sudden he's on a mountaintop and next being tempted. And it's like, what is that? We, we, we weren't hey, really. And, 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 and just to remind the viewers, not just Jesus, I mean, Philip, Philip in mm-hmm. the New Testament, he he's baptizing uh, the Ethiopian eunuch in, in the desert. And then he the Ethiopian eunuch comes up out of the water and Philip is gone. And the Bible said he's immediately translated to a place called Azotus in mm-hmm. another city walking the street. So that's interdimensional. So we know that interdimensional things are in Scripture. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to remind you because people's going to automatically say, well, yeah, but that was Jesus. Well, we, we see that it wasn't just Jesus. And by the way, I say on this all the time here, God, when he was walking this earth, Jesus never did one thing as other than the virgin birth and, the, and dying for our sins. Everything in the middle, he did not do it as God who happened to be man. He did it 100% as man who happened to be God. Yeah. So to teach us that he came down here to walk in our dimension that he had given us dominion over. But you're yeah. saying that, you know, when people ask about aliens and all this, you know, when they say, are they from another planet there? Are they, are they aliens? Well, alien means not, has no rights to be here. And they are in an interdimensional. So fallen angels are interdimensional. You're saying yeah. demons, all these kind of things, they operate in a dimension that we don't operate in and they can manifest. So if the Bible says an angel can be transformed to, an, to a, a de- devil can be transformed to an angel of light, or we can entertain angels unaware, you're saying that demons in that one realm, in the occultic realm, can manifest, but now take us into the interdimensional realm of werewolves, uh, Bigfoot, all of these. Are you saying all of them, whatever they are, first we've established that they're real, but you're saying that maybe they all have one thing in common. They're, they're, they're manifesting different entities, but from the same source? Yeah, so I, if you told me I had to choose one thing today, I would say, yeah, these are probably interdimensional beings. And okay. it, it, there, there's a lot of uh, evidence to show that uh, from trackways. People are following tracks of Bigfoot. It, it's clear. These are huge tracks. They're following it, and all of a sudden, they're just gone. And it's like, well, where did this thing go? I mean, it, it's just gone. And that happens a ton. But then there's also, like, with Dogman, so I got two stories here for you. One, it happened to me. And the other on. one is, it, it didn't happen to me, but it's on video. You can find this video on YouTube. So I'll tell you the one that didn't happen to me first. Uh, this happened years ago. I'd say probably about four or five years ago. There was a guy in Florida who saw an upright walking dog outside his home. He goes on Facebook. He comments about it. He might even po- post pictures of where he saw it. And people were commenting on his posts about it. And so he goes on Facebook Live. This is a live stream on Facebook through his phone. And he's walking around his house showing people outside where this happened. And about three or four minutes into the stream, he is outside his door pointing at it like a street light with the light shining down. And all of a sudden he said, this is where I saw it. And then you see something extremely large on two legs run underneath the street light extremely flat extremely fast and when Mm. you when you still frame it you don't even have to still frame it but when you look at this footage uh this creature is translucent it is not a physical 100 physical creature you can see parts of it physically and there's other parts of it you are actually seeing through and Mm. i have talked to people who have had numerous encounters with 
unidentifiable creatures. It was there, but they couldn't see it. Think uh, alien and predator type thing, you know? It, yeah, it just, yeah. it, it, it was, it had this like cloaking ability. And so we venture into this idea a lot of these creatures, especially Dogman, uh, being a metaphysical being uh, coming in and out of this realm for we don't know what reason. Um, and so he he films that live on Facebook and then he continues this video for about 30 minutes re reacting with the people who saw it on video. Wow. And so it, th that's something that I don't know how you can fake. And yeah. uh, it, it's the guy isn't the most tech savvy guy you can tell. And so um, there's that story. And so when I'm thinking interdimensionalism and stuff, I, I'm visually thinking that. And then something happened to me and my wife uh, when we were, when we went to the, I went to the uh, Daniel Boone National Forest in Kentucky to hunt that, the dog man for that week. Uh, it was months later and we were finally ready to launch this film. And that entire week, it's my first film, and I didn't know what I was doing to begin with. It wasn't, we weren't the polished machine we are now. We're still working out kinks. Uh, but that whole week, everybody, my text thread, my wife and I talking, it was all about this dog man creature, trying to make sure this film is ready to go. And we gave it a lot of attention. And uh, it was the night before we released. My wife and I are in my studio. We were in Pennsylvania. My studio was in my house at that time. We were in the basement. And we had a meeting and we were talking about everything that we're going to be doing and releasing the next day. It's about 11 o'clock. We go upstairs into the kitchen. In the house, the entire downstairs floor, everything was hardwood floor. When you got to the stairs, it was carpet and all upstairs was carpet. I had one pet. It was a cat and she was declawed and she was sitting in the kitchen right at my feet when this happened. So I know it wasn't her. Uh, we're standing there talking and then all of a sudden I hear something bipedal in my house walking and i hear the nails clacking on the floor as it walks through the house and i'm just like i'm stunned i look at my wife my eyes are huge and i said did you hear that and she goes i didn't only hear it i felt it and mm. we both also felt the vibration of this thing walking in the house and it lasted maybe two or three seconds and then it was gone and uh so what was that i don't know exactly what it was but i do know we were we were talking a lot about this monster that walks on its hind legs that would have nails. And uh, did we did we give it attention and it come and yeah. give us a peek? I don't know. Uh, but I think that when we're talking about this stuff, uh, there is a real interdimensional aspect to this. Uh, I do think that there are governmental aspects of this as well. Yeah. Uh, we So when I moved here to Tennessee last year, uh, being an aspiring homesteader, I'm talking to different farmers and I was talking to a guy about my age and he said when he was a kid growing up as a farmer, he would talk to all the old timers and they told him that during World War II, uh, here in East Tennessee, they were building Oak Ridge, which became the place where they developed a nuclear bomb. Uh, Oak Ridge has a particle accelerator just like CERN. I know you know all about CERN. Yeah, yeah. And so when they were building Oak Ridge, nobody knew Oak Ridge was being built. Uh, it, that's why they call it the secret city. Nobody knew it was there. And wow. at that same time, these farmers started all co cooperating and telling the same story of seeing this white Bigfoot running around East Tennessee. It was, ne it, they, they never saw it before. It I've was never only during this. war. I didn't either until I was talking to the wow. farmer. And so, uh, 
there's that story, but then there's also this white Bigfoot story in Pennsylvania from East Ohio, all across the northern part of Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania, people are seeing this white Bigfoot. And, and it doesn't seem natural. Like you, like a white giant monster running through the woods should be detected often, and it's not. And we also know that Pennsylvania houses at least one uh, deep underground military base, more than likely two. The mm. one that we know of is outside Harrisburg and it's called Raven Rock. The one that okay. we suspect exists is in the Allegheny National Forest. That, that the forest itself is at least one sixteenth of the state. It's owned by the government, and we believe that there's an underground base there. Okay, and I, see, we, I, see, I see where you're going. Help, help me so we can navigate this. Okay, you're saying you're, you're not. It's not either or. You're saying these two are connected, that yeah. the interdimensional aspect of the manifestations of these creatures are in part at least tied to activity that is going on, whether it be CERN or other military things that are actively tapping into other dimensions, trying to use them as weapons, trying to peer into there for technology or so forth, and it has opened up the proverbial portal, yeah. sort of like, you know, pr uh, predictive programming, saying I talk about that all the time, that you see these movies, and then later on you find out they were trying to tell us something. It's almost like, you know, the upside down in Stranger Things and all of this, you know, you're, you're believing that many of these Bigfoot sightings, many of these Dogman sightings, many of the alien sightings and all this, Maybe they can all be explained this way, but a lot of them have something in common. They are happening often where there are secret military bases. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And even in that, there could be uh, various definitions. Uh, so portals are real, okay? I, and I, I've, I've talked to people within high clearances that are in charge of protecting people from things that might come through portals when they're open in facilities. Wow. Uh, and so I, I, I've, I've, listen, I've had way too many experiences with people who have been talking about the portal phenomenon. It's real. Uh, can it be manufactured? Yes, it can be manufactured. Mm. Uh, can, can we pull things through? Yes, we can pull things through or at least open a portal to allow things to come through. Uh, also, We've been cloning for a very long time. We have the technology that if we had a body that came from another side, that is a biologic that came from another realm, we'd be able to replicate that. Could mm. the government be creating these kind of things? I think that that's, that's absolutely possible. They have things that, that we have. What we knew about in, say, 20 years ago, technology-wise, what we have today would have been sci-fi back then. In 2000, let's just say the year 2000, like this, the smartphones that we have in our pockets was uncomprehendable and it was sci-fi. And now yeah. we live in a world where our own government's coming out talking about aliens and all this stuff that shouldn't be possible yet. We're living in the middle of this. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, and it's like, um, you know, what you're saying is what they're telling us is, is already old technology. I mean, what mm. we're seeing is already old technology. I, I, I have, I have a very, very trustworthy, very good friend that told me not long ago had been privy to go into something even at Apple and that Apple had already at that time, this was like a year ago, already had what would be known as the iPhone 30. And, wow. and, the, and they, they, and he was able to see it. And he said that it, it was absolutely just like in a movie. 
It was a piece of plexiglass, completely translucent, the, no screen. And when you laid it on the table, it was it just disappeared into the table. It just blended in. It was like a, a piece of glass. You picked it up, and when you, when the person picked it up, it turned into a screen, and they used it as a phone. And he said, so so that's already there. He's, this person told him, I, I held it in my hand. And it's like, so what else is going on out there that we don't know about? It's just insane. And, and I've even heard people, what, what you're talking about is the government, you know, cloning and, and trying to replicate uh, biologicals and so forth. You know, some of them are even trying to create super warriors, super, super military warriors oh, through, yeah. through all, of, all of this. And so, so, you know, it's good to know that, you know, it's it, the, that we have right. a, cre yes, go ahead. I want to I want to comment on what you said about super super soldiers and stuff. So like we that that's historic. Like that that happened in World War II. That is one of the things Hitler was trying to do is create yes. super soldiers. He wasn't the only one. There's been several countries. To think that we're not a country that would try doing something like that is right. silly. And then yeah. on top of that, uh, we all we have to do again look at the scripture because a lot of times whatever's going on today is just trying to copy what has already been done yeah. and what we see and it's not talked about a whole lot but david's mighty men were real dudes and when you look at the story of samson and samson killing a thousand soldiers with the jawbone of a donkey david had an army of guys that did that stuff these yeah. were super yeah. soldiers of biblical times and these guys were they were the bad dudes like when we see marvel come out with all these superhero movies they're just copying the bible they're just copying what's already in there. They, 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 it's not new. It's not creative. They're they're just stealing these ideas, and yeah. uh, and it, it's just it's not talked about a lot. But I, I highly encourage people to look at the David's mighty men and understand that these were real bad dudes, and they give yeah. the resume in the scripture. They tell sure you do. how bad these dudes were, and sure so it, the idea of super soldiers should not be foreign. To no. somebody who says that they're a Christian and believing what the Bible says. Well, well, let me throw this out at you and let you chew on this one here. Uh, you know, I keep going back to what Jesus said about the end times. As in the days of Noah, yeah. so shall it be in the days of the coming of Son of Man. And and we when we really delve into that, we most preachers go to the heart of man is evil continually. Or, you know, that there's an ark that, you know, it's a remnant that's going to make it on the ark of the church. And all that's biblical. You can preach about the rain. You can preach about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Joel chapter 2. You can preach about all that. But you need to go back and read Genesis chapter 6 because mm -hmm. that's where we have the famous Nephilim. That's where we have the the famous uh, the sons of God came into the daughters of men and the great men came up and then the manipulation of DNA and so forth. And it's almost like the reason why there's so much talk about UFOs and dogmen and, and werewolves and Bigfoot and all this. It's like the enemy knows that, you know, this is my last shot. This is my yeah. last shot to bring my soldiers out, to bring my, because he operates in fear. He operates in intimidation. And if, and if and a child of God is scared to death to go out of their house because of wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, and now crazy things coming out of the woods and all this kind of stuff, it just breeds fear, and it's like if if the church doesn't know that this is winding down, the devil does, and I, and I believe he's just he's he's coming out of hiding. It's like for, he just realizes I, this is my last shot to bring everything I got to this world. What do you think about that? 
Oh, absolutely. I think that we're living in times where uh, we're going to see the over uh, the overflow of the supernatural realm into this realm. Uh, I, in fact, I started feeling about a year to a year and a half ago. I started feeling the Holy Spirit uh, talking to me and preparing me for what is going to be coming in my life, but also in general. And I really felt the Holy Spirit saying, "You're going to encounter people who are demonically possessed. You're yes. going to come underneath a lot of spiritual warfare." And uh, but fear not, you know. Yes. And in that in in that moment and these moments of uh, uh, hearing the Holy Spirit and understanding where or trying to understand where these things are going and stuff, I, I became so at peace. I wasn't scared because I also felt the Holy Spirit reassuring me that as much as you're going to see happen in the coming years, that He's going to do even greater things. Mm, and that's what I've been just trying to tell people when I talk about this at my church or people in my just everyday life. Uh, it's like, Yes, things are bad. Hamas is bad. Hamas is, I just found out, is the, uh, a Hebrew word that was used yeah. in the Bible and it means yes. violence. Like, violence. So like all this stuff is starting to come yes. forward. Everything that God's been telling me is now happening. The supernatural realm is starting to spill over into this realm. It, it may not look like what you think it's going to look like. It may not be a dog man walking down, the, down Times Square and trying to eat people. It, it, it might be Hamas as a global possession of a yep. Hamas spirit. Yep. And yeah. so like there, there's mm. these things happening and it can be overwhelming for those who maybe are fence sitters and, and aren't really totally sold out to the faith. Uh, yeah. But reality is God is not going to be outdone and he no. is going, if he just moves his pinky, he could outdo everything that is being done yeah. right now. He yeah. is, I really believe he is about to flex. And when he flex, mm. it's not, it, it is, it is not going to be pretty for the enemy. Ooh. And I'm just, I'm ready for it. Like I'm, I'm sitting here uh, and just saying, send me, I'm yeah. just send, send me. I'm ready. Like well, I'm well, ready well, to well, do Tony, this. That's it. That's it. And that's what I want people to hear yes when he flexes that's us yes. we're the flex we're the yes. flex it's not like he's sitting up there on the throne just doing y'all look at me i'm god no mm -hmm. we are his hands and feet we are his voice we are we are there is no plan b it's no. us we are plan a i tell people all the time listen Read the books, study the Smith Wigglesworth, study, study the, 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 the great leaders, the Charles Spurgeons and all of these. Go back and study. Study the Bible, of course, more than anything in the world. But realize yeah. Paul's not here. Peter's not here. Oral Roberts is not here. Uh, Amy Simmel McPherson is not here. Nate, fill out any of the great healing evangelists, the great preachers, Billy Sunday, all these. Go back and research them all. They're not here. We are. In this last final barrage of attacks from the demonic realm that the enemy is unveiling. I think about Jonathan Kahn's book, The Return of the Gods. The, the reality is this, the demons that we are facing today, Tony, are the same demons that Jesus faced. There's no new demons. There's no new fallen angels. There's no new disembodied spirits. There's no new attack on the body. They've just been in hiding, but they've, they're coming out now. And if the church does not rise up, then, then, then there's, there's no hope for the world. But the reality is this, he's not going to lose. God is not going to lose. He's not coming back for a weak, anemic church that lets dog man and Bigfoot and aliens scare yeah. them back into a hole. I mean, <laughs> for, for a true remnant believer, that should get us excited going, yeah. okay, okay, all right. 
Bring them on. Bring them on. I ain't on. worried about come it. On. Ain't worried I'm about not it. worried about come it. Come on. Ain't worried about it. Come on. Greater is he that's within me that's he that's yeah. within the world. Come like, on. Like Jesus, feel, Jesus said we're going to cast out demons in his name. We're going to, the people are going to be healed in his name. That wasn't just for a time period. It's for this time period. Yes, sir. Like, and, and we, so my pastor a few weeks ago was talking about the, uh, the 10 commandments and how, you know, thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. And he's like, vain like what 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 because I'm, I'm sitting here i'm like i don't know what vain means like what, what are we talking he's like it's literally stripping the authority trying wow. to bring down the power of the name of god and so when we see like the jesus the essence of jesus and i'm not i'm not talking like uh new age crap like i'm talking like the literal essence is be, and being of jesus right now uh when you see this woman who's struggling to go through a crowd, the crowd's following Jesus, and she's just mm. like, I, I, in my head, I picture her like in a movie, just like slow motion, like mm. jumping for the, the the goal line. Just if I could just touch his robe, I wow. know I'll be healed. Like the the, wow. the extreme faith in the being of Jesus, not hey, can you turn and put your hand on me? I just need to touch something that you've touched, <sighs> and I know I'll be healed. That's okay. that's the kind of power that's packed mm. there, and then and then like in that same story he's approaching he's like hey you might as well not even come because the girl's dead now and he's like listen just stop don't stop believing in me yeah there's yeah. a real power in the belief in jesus yeah. it, where he looked at the man he's like just don't you stop believing and it's yeah. gonna be taken care of and they go and she he raises her from the dead hey like, and my one of my favorite parts of that story is right before he does that he puts the unbelievers out of the room yes he he, he literally says okay I, all i all the only ones i want in here with me are the ones are the that ones. are going to believe the real ones, and that's yeah. the remnant. It's like it's like uh, Pastor Miles Rutherford says says this one. Of, I love this statement. He says simple but so profound. He said, "I got good news and bad news about the remnant. The bad news is it is much much smaller than we ever dreamed it would ever be. The good news is it's much much more powerful than we ever mm. dreamed it would be." And I'm telling you right now, that's the remnant. God is using people like Tony Merkel outside of the local church building with the steeple and the cross. Thank God for it. But you are on the front lines, man. I'm talking about people. I know people. I know people in my family that would sit and watch what you are doing all day long and binge watch it and never watch me preach the gospel. They would never watch me. They would never watch a service of me preaching in my church, but they would watch what you're doing all day long. And then what you're doing is a hook, man. It is a hook. It's the bait. It's hooking them. And they're like, yes, supernatural, paranormal. Tell me more. Well, let me tell you about the most supernatural. Let yeah. me tell you about, let me tell you, you want to talk about another dimension. Let me tell yeah. you about another dimension. <laughs> I, I trick them. I go through the back door. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, paranormal, huh? And here's the gospel, sucker, Woo! you know? <laughs> I love but, it. Like, I, I just, uh, I don't put too much pressure on myself with all this stuff. I, I, I just know what my role is. And it's, my role is to just speak, just talk, man. Just be you mm. and be confident in who you are in Christ and just be that willing vessel. I don't, I don't uh, have a running tally of people who I've led to Christ, like, I, I honestly, I've, I've, I've clearly, there's been people that have come to Christ through what I've said, they've told me, but I've never sat down with them to do that. It's mm. just, it just happens. And, and yes. I'm just willing to do it. I'm That's willing awesome. to sit down and talk to people and share uh, my 
belief in conversation. And like you said earlier, I don't, I don't force it. And I get mad yeah. emails from Christians too, because sure, they're like, that was do. a great opportunity for you to share the gospel and, yeah. and tell him why he's wrong. And I'm like, for your entertainment value, you want yeah. me to embarrass him in front of tens of thousands of people right. for your right. entertainment value? Are we right. really on the same mission here? Like, yeah. like, right. I, I, so, so there's people, I, I sit down with people who are not claiming Christ. They have no desire to claim Christ during that conversation, but they know that I'm a Christian. And that's a, that's a great starting point because they're willing yeah. to listen to me. And yeah. so I, yeah. I just, right. I, I, I do get frustrated at times because it, it, yeah. it's, it's, there's a real entertainment value with my show. And sometimes when it yeah. comes to the, the faith side of things, it, even the, the people in the faith, they, they want me to stick it to them. I got yeah. news for you. I'm an awful debater. I'm an awful debater. So like, I, 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 I'm, I just, the older I've gotten, I've, the more I've realized that. So all I do is I'm just, I entered the room, the most ornery, stubborn person in the room. You're not going to change my mind. I'm Romans 10, 9. Jesus yeah. Christ is my salvation. You can say anything you want. You can say things to me that I have no idea how to respond to. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be that matter. grumpy old guy that's just going to claim Christ all the time till I die. That's the way it is. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> okay, I got one last question for you. Uh, sure. So, and it's all along the same line. But but this is because, you know, there is this thing called UFO disclosure that's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people talk about, is this disclosure? They've been predicting that, you know, the government is going to one day start disclosing. They've been working with aliens that there are many, many, many people, people that I trust, people that have on my show that have said that, uh, with, you know, I can go ahead and say it because he said it on our show. Uh, Stan Deo, I don't know if you're familiar with Stan. He's, oh, yeah. he is, he is a regular once a month guest on our show and he has worked in these industries. He has seen, he has witnessed crafts. He knows people, uh, that have supposedly seen these entities and, uh, was even banished. I don't know if you know how much of a story he was even banished from America. He was locked down in Australia. They pulled his passport and all this and threatened his life and was going to kill him and his family. He had to run for his life because of the things that he knew. And it was just an incredible, incredible story that Stan has. And um, one of the reasons he had to run is they, they came to him and said, we got to get out because they've turned on us. And he said, who is they, who, who's turned on us? And he says, they no longer need us anymore. And there was supposedly a battle underground in some of these underground facilities between the alien entities or whatever in humans and people lost their lives, entities lost their lives, if you will, whatever, and they were banished. And supposedly there are certain underground facilities that are 100% manned by, if you want to call it manned by these entities and humans are not permitted to come into them anymore. And that yeah. the government is knows all about it and they're getting ready to disclose it. And of course, there's the, the final thing is they're going to disclose aliens as our saviors, that they're yeah. going to roll them out and say that, you know, this is the ones that seated us here. They wrote our Bible. They did all this. They've been watching us from afar, but now look what we've done to this world. They're going to solve climate. They're going to solve cancer. They're going to solve all the wars and all of that. So what is your opinion about all of that? Do you know about this rollout of disclosure? And the big question is, are aliens in the same boat as the Bigfoot, the Dogman, and all of that? Is this just another manifestation of another dimension? Big, long question. Sorry. 
man no i <laughs> i loaded. love it no i i uh hearing that i want to get stan on my show i stan was one of the guys that when i was driving a truck years ago it was probably 2017 when i first started the show i would hear him on a youtube video and i'm like man i'd love to talk to that guy but i felt intimidated i was like oh man i'm not i don't know if i can do that because i was i was scared back then i didn't know what i was doing with all this stuff now i'm just like let's do it so i'll reach out to him but um i'll get yes yeah it, it would be a great conversation so I'll, I'll tell you what what you just said i think is extremely plausible and i'll also add to it because yeah sure uh aliens coming in and you have one supreme being alien that becomes the antichrist and he's the savior of all humanity and underneath the same authority he he then this is his his script what he tells the people but underneath his same authority, he commanded one of his other alien beings, one of his generals, to come to Earth and take away all the religious bigots and all the people who were following Jesus and remove them off this planet so that humans can now transcend to the next level of transhumanism. That's I it. think that when, and they're setting the stage for it, when the yes. rapture happens and God brings his people home, they already have a preset script in mind yes. on how they're gonna spin it to the world because they're already conditioning people to believe in aliens. And all they have to do is say what you experience, because everybody's gonna experience it. Everybody's gonna know and see what happens. That's gonna be clear. But after this, the dust settles, they're going to say, okay, you can get off your knees now. What happened was that was actually an alien that came and took all those religious bigots away from us. And now we can truly ascend to the next level of transhumanism, which is wow. basically altering human DNA and taking your humanity away from you. You will no longer be human. So, yeah, uh, there's that. And, and so I forget the rest <laughs> of your question. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I think oh. you, I think you, asked, what was the other part of your question? Oh, well, I, are they in I, the same I, vein? Yeah, yeah. Are they in the yeah. same vein? And have you ever heard of the underground alien bases? Have you ever heard anybody discuss that? Yeah, it's, uh, I haven't talked to anybody who's had experience like he has. So uh, that's why I'm excited to actually have him on the show. Okay. But I've definitely heard of it. And uh, no, I think that aliens could, well, one, for sure, they're interdimensional. Uh, at least some of them are because of just the disclosure we we hear out of our own government and then also the experiences that people have of these things coming through walls uh just appearing and so there, there's a real interdimensional aspect of these things and what they're doing uh and how they're abducting people uh but listen there's also this line of thought uh, have you ever heard of tim alberino oh yes oh i love him i okay. want to have him on my show i saw him. yeah i want to if you can you can work that out we'll do is we'll, i'll try that, for sure that would be amazing i would love I, that i was texting back and forth with him for about a year before we finally got him on the show so it, it takes a <laughs> okay. while okay uh but um no he so he has a book called uh um oh shoot now i'm drawing a blank uh birthright birthright yes. and he takes this and, and i think it's in the first or second chapter of the book he really draws this out and it makes a lot of sense it really does and he 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 presents the argument the from as a christian he how could aliens actually be from another world other galaxy uh and he basically builds his entire argument on the idea of reshaping how you view your role in creation and mm. instead of taking a human-centric role in creation put replace yourself with Jesus put Jesus as the center of all creation it all revolves around him and we're just a spoke in this wheel of creation mm. 
with an omnipotent God who can do whatever he wants to do. And he doesn't need to explain himself to us. So if he decided that he wanted to create other intelligent beings somewhere else in the galaxy, just for whatever reason he wanted to, he doesn't need to explain himself to us. He can just do that. And yes. so to, to say it's absolutely impossible, uh, according to, to him and me, uh, I would say that's not impossible because, uh, I don't ever expect to fully understand every decision that God has ever done throughout all of the history that he doesn't even reside in. Like he's outside of that timeline. Uh, but I, I just, I, I think that people are most of the time uh, dealing with interdimensional beings. But listen, the, uh, let me just say this too. When I say interdimensional beings, I am not coming from the mindset of this is a being that came here interdimensionally and it is like a woo and you can throw a rock and it goes through it i'm saying these are beings that came from another realm and when they're here you could slap them across the face and feel it on the palm of your hand they mm. are physically real beings and when they're here you can feel them they, they can touch you mm. you can touch them they are they, they at times might even be biological like real biological beings uh but for however and and listen you said maybe i can come back on another time please we, like, we, we could dive into like there i have a whole story i'm working on that i probably will release hopefully in the next couple of months i've had it for two years the, the very first recording i did two years ago but it's one of the most amazing wild stories i've ever been told mm. when i was done recording it with the guy i told him that i'm going to investigate it because it's one of the few times that i have such an amazing story and what you said to me i could actually investigate and see if you're lying to me and so i told him i said i'm going to look into this and if you're lying to me i'm going to be really mad dude because this was a really good story and i i, I told him i was going to look the, the, this one because he's he told me this wild story it has to do with this book and uh he he had the book in his hand he showed it to me and so i i said i'm going to look up the author and talk to the author about what you're claiming and he said, good luck. You're not going to find her. I've been looking, her for, looking for her for years. I found her within an hour and I'm talking wow. to her. And then two days later, I'm on a Zoom call for two and a half hours with her. And she is confirming everything he's told me. And I'm talking mm -hmm. about interdimensionalism and the, this real life. And she doesn't know the guy. And the book has a lot of things that have been said on my show through various guests that I never had the proper perspective mm -hmm. to put it all together until this story came along. And, uh, and I sat there trying to think, okay, so maybe they're just hoaxing me. Maybe they're just uh, telling me this story from pieces of my show to make this elaborate story. The problem is I now have the book in my hands mm. and the copyright date is 2012. My show didn't start till 2017. These stories mm. existed before my show existed, but the stories in the book are stories that I've had on my show and what their claims are. And I, I, I could go into great detail sometime with you. Uh, what their claims are is that people are also going in and out of dimensions and yeah. not just through a lucid dreaming dream state uh and we're, we're now walking a, a really weird line as believers uh that it's like how is this possible what does this yeah. mean uh i do think that there is a real demonic element to this uh, yes. very very real but i think it, this story for me personally has reshaped the way i approach understanding things and mm -hmm. i really just go to the foundation of things where it's just like i don't really know anything and i don't want to say that god can't do something because if i say god can't do something then is he even worth following he's supposed mm. to be this omnipotent uh, omnipotent god this this almighty powerful god that can do anything i don't want to put him in a box saying that he can't he wouldn't just like i don't want to say ever i don't ever want to go to the grave saying i totally get god i totally yeah. understand yeah. god i don't yeah. i don't want to 
I don't want to find be a finite being totally understanding the guy that I'm supposed to be <laughs> worshiping and saying, oh, he's great. He's powerful. So like it, it leads a lot of questions in my mind, but I can just tell you and I can tell the audience, I have spent two years looking at this. I've wow. spent time trying to poke holes in it. I have met people. I, I've, I've traveled out of to different states for this story. I've ran into people. I've met with people who are, are, are reciprocating similar stories, like all over the place. People are mm -hmm. having this experience. And, and here's what I'll leave you with on this one. In the same town that this whole story that I was told about started, there have been multiple people having some very similar experiences, including the guy who's telling me this story. He's telling me the story about his friend, but at the same time, his brother had almost an identical experience. Wow. And basically what we're talking about here, and I, I skipped this part, um, we're talking about human beings being approached by other entities in another realm through uh, translucent, uh, or not translucent dream, uh, 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 interlucid or lucid dreaming. And, um, they're being approached by an entity that is recruiting them to work for him. Wow. And some people are saying no, and some people are actually agreeing and saying yes. And when they say yes, that's when the story gets very, very interesting. Can, uh, and can, this, can, can, uh, I want you to finish, yes. but can I get you on the spot right now saying, can you come back and let's do a full show yeah. on that? Because yeah. that's a very interesting thing because you're saying they are being invited yes. from another dimension to join them and work for them. And you're saying that some that are saying yes are being given access to mm -hmm. actually go into another dimension? Yes. And they're working with entities there that identify themselves as angels and Nephilim. And if you are being, or if you're working with Nephilim and angels, that angel that you're working with is now a fallen angel. It is it not is. one of God's angels. And so uh, this that is, is something wild. that that people are experiencing, but here's the, here's the kicker. So this guy is telling me this about his friend. His brother had the same experience. His brother also accepted. And when his brother accepted this offer, this, this, th these entities come in different names, but the name that his brother accepted this offer from is a name that you will recognize. And that I have heard before bail bail came to him. What? Yes. Bail came to him, recruited him to work for him. He said, yes, that started an entire life to this day. I've sat down with this guy at the table. His brother, I've now met his brother. I've recorded with his brother. His brother's told me this. His brother, this is so real that his brother, so he tells me the story and he said that his brother had a tattoo of Bale's sigil on his back shoulder. Since this all happened, his brother has moved away from working for Bale, but you never, like he, he's never been able to escape it. Like there's tons of stuff that happened to him to this day. When I'm up there, I'm sitting in an Airbnb with this guy who told me the story and his brother who's working for bail or used to work for bail. His brother's sitting there, no idea what we're going to get into. Like he, ha he has an idea, but he doesn't know why he's sitting down with this podcaster. And that's new for me. Usually people know why they're going to talk to me. Yeah. And so all I did to start out a two and a half hour long conversation, <laughs> I said to him, your brother tells me that you were at one time when you were a kid recruited to work for an entity. Is that true? And he looked at his brother and then he looked at me and he goes, yeah. And I said, was that entity's name Bale? And he goes, yeah. And I said, do you have Bale's sigil tattooed on the back of your shoulder? He said, yeah. And then he showed me. And that's where the conversation started. But through my talking with people who do, who like this guy who brought the whole thing to my plate, 
I haven't been able to talk to his friend. His friend knows about me, but doesn't want to talk to me because uh, the dangers, I guess, involved in this, all this stuff. And he has a family now, but also he has his brother who's been involved in this stuff to a degree. His brother talks to me, but outside of those people, I've talked to other people who do not know them, who are in different parts of the country. Even in British Columbia, I talked to a witch in British Columbia who has these experiences wow. and uh, it's happening all over the place. And so T it's- Tony. It's, I mean, we, we've, we've got to do a whole show on this because <laughs> if, because if that's happening, that's further evidence that the enemy, I believe it's evidence. The enemy realizes I'm running out of time. I, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got to pierce the veil. If you will, I've got to cross lines. I've got to do whatever I can do to get as many of these that were created in his image on my side as possible yeah. for what is ending up. Tony, in the few minutes that we have left, and I don't know if you're accustomed to this and I'm putting you on the spot, uh, but would you, for those that have held out to this point, they're very, I mean, they're they're intrigued by this show, but I also feel like there's some people that are a little afraid because if, if, this, if this is really real, are they coming after me? All that kind of stuff. Can you take about three minutes, look into that camera, give us some hope and maybe pray for the people that's watching speak into their lives and tell them that it's not, this is not a bad thing that we're learning about this. This is a good thing. Can you do that? Yeah. I'm not going to look at the camera because I always get, I always get okay. sidetracked. Okay, I'm going to keep that's looking fine. at you, okay. but uh, I, I, I'm talking to everybody that's listening right now. If you're still with me, congratulations. You made it through a wild ride, I guess. <laughs> um, but I will tell you, this is real. Are they coming after you? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Because it doesn't matter if you have the big C on your chest or not, uh, they're coming for you. And when you claim to be on Christ's team, when you pick a team and you're not, you know, just sitting the sideline, now that you have a target on your back, they're not going to target you if you're sitting on the sideline. When you say and you suit up for Team Jesus and you're active in that game, in that in that battle, they're coming for you. And so to live ignorantly thinking that they're, that you're not going to be attacked spiritually. And that spiritual attack can happen in many ways. It can be physical. It could be financial. It could be through your marriages. It could be through a lot of different ways. When that attack happens and stuff, you have to be prepared. Uh, I spent a, a good number of my years using everybody around me as a spiritual crutch. Uh, I had a radical transformation in my life in my late 20s at a funeral. Uh, where it was the first time in my life I felt God come to me and talk to me directly. I was in a moment in my life where I didn't want anything to do with God. Uh, I didn't want to be in a church. I didn't want to be in that church that day at the funeral. And uh, I was angry that there was a pastor up there preaching the gospel. I was like, this dude needs to shut his mouth. I was angry. I was at a point in my life where I finally got my marriage on the right track. I, was, I almost wound up divorced because I was an idiot. And uh, when... I'm, I'm, I'm in a state of existence where I just want to love my wife and I want to drive a truck and make money. That's all I wanted. I hated people. I didn't want to be around people. And in that moment of me trying to uh, live that life, I realized that I, I, was a really, I was really unhappy. I was miserable. I didn't, want to be, I, I, I didn't want to be this nasty person I had become, but I didn't want to do it with God. I didn't, I didn't even th it wasn't even a thought across my mind that I, was, I should maybe you know, turn to God. I just was trying on my own effort to just be a kinder person to people and not be so nasty to everybody. So God catches me in this church at this funeral in that moment. 
and I'm and I it was one of those moments where I could feel my ears just beating red like I was hot like I was angry my blood pressure was rising and in that moment the Holy Spirit for the first time in my life I heard him speak to me and he said you don't need to change to come to me just come to me and I'll change you mm. and that those words are not magical but when the Holy Spirit speaks to you oh boy you feel it and yes. it changed my life I literally walked out of that church a different person I suited up for the other team and that is the moment that everything in my life started changing one of these days i can come on and i can tell you the first thing that ever happened to me when it comes to all this stuff was before i started a podcast i was driving truck i was on fire for jesus and i'm talking to anybody who's willing to listen and i wound up building a relationship with a guy who was a receiver at a delivery place i used to go to and i'm sharing jesus with him when the, the day that i started sharing jesus with him he invited me to his house to talk more about god Turns out the guy was a Satanist, lured me to his house, and I spent three hours in his house where he was trying to basically get a demon to possess my body. I didn't wow. realize what was happening in the moment, but uh, the spiritual warfare, when you, when you seek out Christ and when you seek out God earnestly, passionately, and you just want to be one with God, that is, you are a glowing green ball of light in a dark room the enemy sees you they put their sights on you and they want to put their fangs in you and so uh just going back to what you were saying and stuff yes yes it, it you, you're gonna they're coming for you and yeah. so you don't yeah. need to be scared though because no. we serve a god that literally created our enemy and mm -hmm. so like like yeah. we, we we don't have to worry about anything because uh, like i was saying earlier the power in the name of jesus like yeah. hold on to that that i i can't stress to people how how um how powerful just the name of jesus is that people who don't even mm -hmm. claim christ call upon him when they need him yes. like i was i was on a radio show years ago talking to a guy that did like mystical stuff he was a mystic and i was telling him about you know my show we were having this conversation for his program and uh you know I, i'm a christian i brought it, it comes up and we start talking about it and he as somebody who's uh, i don't know if he's a witch but he dabbles in that stuff he says to his audience yes there's something with the name of jesus i don't know what it is but i can tell everybody who's listening if you're in a jam call on the name of jesus and it works and then he goes yeah. off on this other tangent of you know jesus being a sun god and all this stuff but even the people who dabble in the yeah. dark for the other team understand the they power understand in the name of jesus so well, let's, please just let's just let's let's do that now let's speak the name of jesus right now in the name of jesus everyone that is battling fear tormented demon spirits they have to bow to the name of jesus we command every demon that has attacked yes. you possessed you oppressed you to come out and leave you right now in the name of Jesus. We Amen. declare that there is nothing in the paranormal, nothing in the supernatural, nothing in another dimension. I don't care how hideous uh, of a creature they are is more powerful than the name of Jesus. We claim that over your life, speak that over your life, claim it over your own life, and comment down below if you gave your life to Christ tonight, if you asked yeah. the Lord to forgive you of your sins, comment down below and let us know if you felt fear lift off of you, hope come into you, in the name of Jesus. Tony, this is, okay, I'm putting you on the spot right here. You got to come back. 
Okay, you said oh, yeah. it earlier. All right, yeah. so okay. All right, so we we need you know just like when there's certain things we see on the news, Sandy and I said so we got to ask Stan. Now we got Tony. Now now when <laughs> things happen, it's, well, did you hear about the dog man? Well, let me ask Tony. Did you hear about the Bigfoot? Let me ask Tony. What I talked yeah. to. Him. So Tony, it has been a blessing to have you on here. I want to show the website one more time. For those that have stayed with us to the end, thank you, thank you, thank you. Go to Merkel.media. All of this will be in the comment down below. And go ahead and purchase your copy now so you can stream it on the big screen and you tell at your home The Shape of Shadow Sandy. And I love that movie greatly. You did such a tremendous job. And uh, we just speak blessings over you that, that this movie is just going to touch lives all over the world. And of course, this you've got down here. We haven't seen Exhibition Dogman now, but you got me intrigued about Dogman. We're gonna be watching this one. Okay, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, and then, of course, follow him on the Confessionals. Just go to YouTube, search for the Confessionals podcast, and you will see all of his great shows that he has there. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Uh, one more time, thank you so much for being with us and uh, taking the time out. I know you're a busy, busy man. Great father and husband, your beautiful family. So, Tony, thank you again for being on the big picture. Uh, thanks for having me. I've been wanting to do this for a while, so I'm glad you're having. Me. I'm glad you're going to have me back. You better believe I am. There's no doubt about <laughs> it. I, I, I'd like to have you as a regular guest uh, because we 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 need voices like you, and we're praying for you, Tony. We believe in you, and uh, anything we can do to help you, you let us know. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. God bless, brother. And to the big picture family, we want to say thank you so much. To all that you have meant for us here at The Big Picture, thank you to all of our partners that have chosen to partner with us through YouTube or through our websites. Follow us on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Larry Raglan because who knows how long we'll last on YouTube, but we are going to be there on Rumble. We appreciate that. Quickly, if you're new to us tonight, remind you every Monday night, Sandy and I host a news breaking news show that is live every Monday at 7 p.m., up to two hours of breaking news that we want to always remind you about. And the last thing I want to tell you before I let you go, if you have not ever been to our website and you'd like to get a copy of our book or become a partner with us to help us build our television ministry as well as our YouTube ministry, it's very easy. All you got to do is go to LarryRaglin.com, LarryRaglin.tv. We've got merchandise there. You can join our email list, so many other things. And like I said, you can become a partner with us. You would have no idea what that would mean to us. We will see you next time on The Big Picture. And, of course, we'll have Tony back uh, for a future program to answer more of your questions. And, by the way, if you've got some questions you'd like me to ask Tony, comment down below, and we'll make sure that we include that the next time we have him on here. God bless you. We want to remind you that we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. See you next time. <laughs>